everyone. We have a beautiful gospel today. We have two parts, um, and I'm going to focus more on the wedding feast at Cana. And so this is a really good passage to really look at Mother Mary's role in our life, right? This is where she's very active in the gospel, and I want to talk a little bit about her and why we have saints in the Catholic Church. So it starts off, it's Weird how John starts it off because he starts it off with saying there's a wedding and he starts it off saying the mother of Jesus was there. And then he just mentions, he's like, oh, also, Jesus was also there, invited too. But it starts with Mary. And so it starts with Mary and Mary notices they have no wine, right? And then so Mary's relationship with Jesus is unique where Jesus hasn't done any public miracles yet, but somehow Mary knows already, you're out of wine, my son can give you wine, right? Like, where would Jesus get wine from? Mary seems to already know that God can, that Jesus is God. Obviously, she knows Jesus is God. And she knows that he can do anything. He can even just make me wine right now. He can give it to me right now. And so Mary has incredible faith. And so she looks at Jesus and she's like, they have no wine. And Jesus looks at her, he's like, what is this to you and to me? I feel like in the story, we miss Jesus' facial reactions and Mary's facial reactions. We lose a lot when they're looking at each other. So Jesus basically looks at her and he says, what does this have to do with me? In some translations it says, what does this have to do with you and me? And so whenever... In the Bible, whenever someone asks Jesus something, Jesus usually responds with a question or he just flat out asks the person, do you have faith that I can actually do this? So whenever we ask Jesus something, Jesus is always looking for something in us. He's like, I want to see your faith. Remember, Jesus in the Bible, he loves faith. He's always on the lookout for faith. When someone comes to him for a healing, he doesn't just do it. He's like, he, he either backs away or asks a question and he wants to see what is in your heart. And so Mary shows incredible faith, so much so, where she doesn't even respond back to him. She just looks at the servers and she says, do whatever he says, as if I'm not taking no for an answer. You're my son. You're going to do what I tell you. So it's a very unique relationship that Mary has with Jesus, right? Remember, even when Jesus was lost in the temple for three days, and they're like, how could you do this to us? And he's like, I was doing my father's will. Didn't you know I was in the temple? But then it says in the Bible, it says Jesus submitted himself to his earthly parents, was obedient to them, and went down to Nazareth with them. See, God is so humble that he even gives himself a mom and makes himself obedient to even to Mary. That's how humble Jesus is. He lowers himself so much where he's even, he cannot resist Mary and then he does what she asks. So it's such a beautiful story where it's showing us first Mary and God cares about things that are missing in our life. You don't need wine. Wine is something extra. It's something that you don't even need. But Mary sees a need for her children, 
And you can see how she plays the middleman. She goes to Jesus and says, please do this for them. That's exactly what the saints do. The saints, when we ask the saints to pray for us, what do they do? They go to Jesus. Jesus, this is what they need. And then Jesus acts, right? So we can see that Mary has this role. But so there's something interesting that the writer wants us to know. It's a wedding, and it starts it off with saying, it's the third day, and in the beginning of God's, in the beginning of the Gospel of John, John says it's in the beginning. And then Jesus calls her woman, right? So Jesus wants us to know this is a new creation story in a sense that Mary is the woman, right? Obviously from Genesis 3.15, Jesus needs us to know that. And so the reason why I bring this up, what happens at the end of the story, which is key, it says, after Jesus changed the water into wine, it says the disciples believed in him. They began to believe in him. So it's actually through Mary's faith that actually sparks the faith of the disciples. So Mary is like that match. She, she sets the world on fire, you know, by her faith. Because it's by her faith she moves Jesus' heart through her incredible faith to move him to do the miracle, and then they begin to believe. Really, it's through Mary gives birth to their faith, through Mary's intercession. It's the same thing when Elizabeth sees Mary, and she says, blessed are you because you believed the angel when he spoke to you. So even Elizabeth recognized Mary has incredible faith. In this gospel, she's known as the model disciple. Incredible faith, obedient to God, And so much so, then she directs the disciples and all Christians. She says, her last words in the Bible are, do whatever he tells you. And so the saints always point back to Jesus, do whatever he says. And so it's a beautiful thing. So one thing we know, Mother Mary today, she has a very active role in the church. Why does she do that? Right? How does she do this? A lot of you, hopefully you know, about Mary appearing around in the world. And the church, the Catholic Church, actually doesn't approve uh, Marian apparitions very easily. They're very rare that the church actually approves Mary appearing. But there's some three big ones. I would say there's more than three big ones. But the three famous ones you should know about are what happened in Guadalupe, Mexico, in Fatima, in Portugal, and what happened in Lourdes, France, right? So what happened there? So one of the first big ones was actually in Mexico, which is Our Lady of Guadalupe is, is the saint of the Americas, So because she, she actually appeared in North America. When she appeared in Guadalupe, what happened there? She appears to St. Juan Diego, right? He goes to the bishop and says to him, I'm seeing Mary, she's telling me to build a church here in her honor. She wants a church built here. And the bishop looks at him and says, prove it. Is she really doing this? Prove it. You have to do something. Tell her to do a miracle. And so hopefully you know the incredible story. What happens? Mary in winter, which roses don't even grow, the kind of roses don't even grow at that time, she put these roses on his tilma. He literally goes in front of the bishop. He, he drops the roses in front of him, and on his tilma appears the image of Guadalupe, 
And then after that image, what happened in Mexico after Mary appeared? Eight million people became Catholic, right? And even today, why Mexico is even Catholic, they attribute this miracle that happened is why 90 million people are Catholic, all because Mary decided to drop by for a visit, hi, and leave a selfie of herself, a picture of herself, of her, of herself, and 90 million people become Catholic believers in Jesus. Same thing happened in Fatima, in, in Portugal, in Fatima. What happened? The entire place was becoming atheist. Mary comes, does the miracle of the sun. 70,000 people were there, including media, and they saw the miracle of the sun. And she touches that place, and it becomes one of the most Catholic places in Europe. Europe is an atheistic place today. But every place Mary touches, she converts to who? Jesus. Same thing in Lourdes, France. She appears in Lourdes to St. Bernadette. The place is filled with a place, it was literally a garbage dump. Now it's the most beautiful place on earth, the holiest, one of the holiest places on earth. And after Mary appeared there, they started getting more vocations, nuns, priests, explosion of faith, all through Mary's, because God keeps sending Mary on earth today, and every holy place around the world is literally touched by Mary. She touches it, and she sets the place on fire for faith. So how do we see this in the Bible? Not to talk too much about that, I just want to inspire you more to understand Mary's role. But just in general, if you're going to explain in the Catholic Church, you know, so you should know these things, you should know these things, not to go off course too much, but you understand that Catholics believe saints are in heaven and they can pray for us, right? You understand that, right? So Protestants, Protestant Christians, people who broke off from the Catholic Church about 500 years ago, most of them, not all of them, most of them don't believe in the intercession of the saints, okay? So they start attacking us for our belief in Mary. But unfortunately, our belief in Mary, they don't understand it. If anyone tells you that we worship Mary as a god, they are lying or ignorant of what we actually believe as Catholics. Hopefully you know we don't worship the Blessed Virgin Mary, right? You understand that, right? We don't, we don't worship Mary, we honor Mary. There's a huge difference, a radical difference between me asking Mary to pray for me, which is all we do in the rosary and when we ask the saints to pray for us, than us adoring her as she is God. We don't adore Mary as she is God. We venerate and honor her the way Jesus does in the scripture, right? So if Mary is his mother, he honors her. We give her the same honor that Jesus does. So it's very important to understand the difference. So one way, if someone tells you that, if someone tells you something about Mary, like, why do you guys do this? Why do you believe the saints can pray for you? It's one of the first things you can say to them is, why do you pray for other people, right? Think about that. For example, if someone says, you can go directly to Jesus, you don't have to go to the saints, okay? So then why do people like St. Paul in the Bible, he tells the Christians, please pray for me so I can complete my ministry. He's like, I need your prayers, your intercession. I need your prayers to complete my mission, my ministry. 
Okay? They, the people don't respond to him and say, oh, but you have an amazing relationship with Jesus Christ. You can talk to him on your own. And you just ask for prayers. You don't have to ask us. No one would ever respond in that way. You would never respond in that way. So what we believe as Catholics is that when someone is exemplary, shows an exemplary life and is holy, and they are, we know that they're in heaven, what we're saying is that because they are so close to Jesus, they have a special relationship with Jesus, just like Mary, and that they are praying for us to Jesus to intercede. Why? Because people and angels are not doormats. Remember, God does not need any of us. Does he need me? He doesn't need me. But he chooses to create me. Same thing with angels. Why does God use angels in the Bible to communicate with people? Can't, why did he go to Mary through Gabriel? He can talk to Mary on his own. He doesn't need the angel Gabriel. But then he sends Gabriel to speak on his behalf. It's the same thing in the book of Revelation. Why are the angels and saints carrying the, the prayers of Christians and presenting them to God? Because we are a family and God loves it when we care about each other. We're not doormats. We're not just nothing in God's kingdom. He gives us roles because he loves to work through people. Like right now in this story, Jesus loved to do this miracle through his mom caring about the people. She has a special role, like, wow, I see a need, I care for them, and I'm going to intercede for them. And then Jesus does it. Jesus could have just saw on his own, they have no wine, okay, I'll take care of it. But he doesn't do that in the story. So those are some examples. I'm not going to go full, do a whole Bible study on that for you today. But it's just important to know that Mary, she has a special role. If you feel in your life you're weak in, in faith and you need that extra spark, you need extra help, you need extra strength, what I always rely on for myself is really the rosary. The rosary, I could tell you, I probably wouldn't even be a Catholic priest, I probably wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for Mary's prayers. If it wasn't for the rosary giving me more faith, more strength through Mary's prayers, I, I honestly don't believe I would even be here as a priest. And so you can see clearly in the Bible that Mary's intercession sparks the faith of the believer. So let's pray today more, trusting that Mary can really pray for us and that she is our mother, as Jesus says she is. Amen.